Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started OVO Black, let's do this, baby. Let's podcast. What's up, ba- what's up, baby? Sorry, I, I I was late because I was busy unpacking um a nice little package from the Great White North where where I got my OVO Mechanics work gloves so I don't leave any prints on the Draco. Oh, they fi- um, they finally made it through Canadian customs. Customs, you know, I get stuck at customs, but then you know I call my people and shit gets pushed through. Uh, certified Lover Boy in stores soon, <laughs> January twenty twenty one. How are you, TJ? I'm pretty good. I'm I'm glad you brought up gloves because I have been just freezing <laughs> fre- freezing ever ever since ever since I was permafrost perma chilled. Uh, can't you get know, it on, back. You can't get the blood back in your phalanges, bro. No, I mean I I did I did the the infrared sauna and that helped, but like I'm just consistently freezing cold. I think you should be taking some pills probably to help with blood flow or something. That's what it sounds like to me, like a vitamin. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I do take a lot of pills, but I just because of that, I, I did some research and then I picked up the Garden of Eden uh, Iron and B twelve combo mm. pack. Classic. That's what I thought. So Classic. so hopefully you know those should be coming from from Amazon soon. <laughs> oh, and then hopefully oh. that will cure what My ails blood. me. My blood's feeling a little thin. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit Whistler this season. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a severe case of anemia. And uh, how do you guys spell that down there? I think it's, uh, I think it's T I M H O R T O N S. You know what I'm saying? Can you spell that? Uh, also, well, you know, on the topic of coldness, you know, as as winter approaches, I I have been unfortunately having to wear pants and oh. it's really reminding me that sensation that i forget and remember every year of how the world kind of uh looks at you and treats you differently when you're not wearing shorts you it's mean like you this get thing, more more respect yeah it's mean. like this thing called respect <laughs> yeah jason i mean you i think honestly i don't know if people are able to quickly put together that pants are a tough thing for you because of your height mm-hmm. so they're not they're not that isn't unfortunately the facts aren't able to to hinder their judgment uh, obviously you know, when, when, obviously you know but that it's unfair because you are you know disabled as far as pants go 
Yeah, I am. I am a disabled hive, unfortunately, but I, I, I welcome that. I, I like to be kind of the dark horse where I can, you, you assume that I'm going to be really bad and dumb and then I win you over in the end eventually is, is kind of what I'm shooting for. And, and wearing, yeah, I mean, uh, wearing short shorts all day long seems to help out. I mean, it's it's. I mean, honestly, seventy degrees middle of day is with full sun is pretty nice. But I understand you're you're used to. Ne- don't worry, next week it's up to eighty five again, baby. We're at the pool. You know what I'm saying? I know it's gonna be so. I sick. mean, Jason, breaking breaking news. Um, There's a lot of breaking. Billy Billie Eilish has posted a, an excellent music video of her alone gallivanting in the Glendale Galleria. Can we get a comment from the mayor of Glendale, Vim Jeans? <laughs> Um, it was it was kind of nice to see Glendale and Glendale Galleria trending in the music category of Twitter, and for once have it <laughs> not be involving me, because I've you know it's it takes a lot out of me you carrying put them on carrying you put this, them on. this entire town on my shoulders. Not unlike the way you know your man OVO um, Aubrey does for the uh, the failing town of Toronto, Canada. Uh, it's true. You, you are the Drake of Glendale. I'll give you that. You're honestly more the chubs, but we'll say Drake for this argument. Look, my BMI cannot allow a nickname like chubs to happen. Okay. You're right. You're yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah but I watched the video and I was like, you know what? This is, I, I'm actually not mad at like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a Billie Eilish hater. I like the whatsoever. song and the video weirdly. Yeah. Weirdly. And, I, and I, I was watching, and I was like, can't i mean i'm i'm, I'm not mad like it, it sounds cool my uh my little shooter phineas is definitely getting his his producer you know you know your boy phineas is getting them little ass cap checks you know what i'm saying yeah but i like i think like sonically it sounded like nice and fresh and and modern and clean like there's some we cool need to stop jason jason jason, jason stop <laughs> stop 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 spotify pays us to do this once a week we can't give it we can't give the cow away for free yeah you can get a li- that's just a little whisper that's just a little piece of gristle off the big fat steak you can get by listening to how long gone radio available only on spotify Every Saturday, but but honestly, but the we video, can't talk about videos. We only talk about toonies. Not to uh, the video, not to bring Canada so the, up again, but yeah, it's well, you know, it uh, is a, it is a cool video, and it was it appears to be shot inside the Glendale Galleria um, during off hours. Is that would you would you agree with that? The, yes, t- the Tilly's I, the Tilly's store was not open, and I know that no, the you can tell ant- when it's open or not. The the Auntie Annie's was unfortunately closed, but Billy was able to grab a pretzel just on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. And I look, no, she, I just she loves you know she loves to snack. We get it. I love the I love it. I think it's a great fun video. It feels very like COVIDy, but in a way that's like it it won't get dated. Does that make sense? It like, does. It yeah. feels. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's the perfect combination of like they were able to do it safely, and also it can you can look at it ten years from now. It's just a good music video. Yeah, I, I think as we continue to live and exist and create content under under our COVID blanket, every you know as every day passes, we are going to get better at, and at, at doing things you know that are COVID safe as well as just plain good. And I guess this would be another example of that. Yeah, I mean, I think that making COVID like a character in things is extremely corny. It makes me mad. I don't even like pictures with masks in them. Yeah, um, Corona plays itself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I do think this is a nice little workaround she figured out. Uh, I don't even know who directed it. I didn't check. Um, but your favorite, speaking of, speaking of uh, you know, 
Mm. Uh, Drake, Drake's friend, who sounds like the fella who sang on Thriller, uh, The Weeknd. <laughs> oh, uh, he, The Weeknd playing the Super Bowl. I'm saying bad idea. TJ, you're, I'm a Weeknd lover. You're a known Weeknd hater. Um, I think we both agree it's a bad idea, though. He's not the right. He's not the right person to play the Super Bowl in America. Yeah, we were discussing this. Yeah, I mean, not the Super Bowl in America. But, you know, is there another country? I mean, I mean, I'm sure like somewhere in Romania, you know, not to not to get Eastern European on today's podcast, but, you know, there's somewhere where the weekend is by far, you know, like the perfect candidate for whatever their yeah. version of the Super Bowl is in America. I I don't think is that I I uh I am a weekend hater. I think that he is a a bit of a snooze man. He doesn't really get my my little ding dong hard whatsoever and I think for for the Super Bowl, you know, it's it's really all about that kind of high energy over the top like even fucking black eyed peas are a better, you know, more yeah, more no, sensical fit than this, but you know, it just reminds you of like you know, watching Prince play the Super Bowl in the rain and like, you know, Madonna and Coldplay and U2 the is, and the Stones. And you're like, all right, does is the weekend. But the thing is, and this is what David Cho, our, our, our friend in the chat was saying, he does have the numbers on paper. The slaps are that big. Like, mm-hmm. new, you know what I mean? Like, like if you're looking at figures, the slaps that big. But I think culturally, he's weirdly not as big as even like j-lo and shakira yeah you know what i mean no i i agree well i i think you know that argument could be made for the other on the other side of what our version of a super bowl act is might might be different or it may have changed now that we are old and washed up but i'd like to think that that we are kind of the target age range demo of like cool enough to to know about cool stuff, young enough to know about popular young kid music, but also old enough to be like have an idea of what we think a Super Bowl live performance. I mean, act yeah, be. you know, yeah, you know. I just want the Rolling Stones to play it until they die. But unfortunately, I, I mm. recognize that the, that is not a reasonable request. But I do think that I think that he will go full insane on like the the production, the visuals and stuff. But I just don't. I don't know if that's enough. But is I, I mean, is he going to have backup dancers? Uh, it'll probably be more like crazy screen. You know what I mean? Like it'll. I don't think it'll be backup dancers. I do think he'll have to bring out guests. I mean, that's also what everybody does because it's like yeah, reality I mean, is who, the weekend who's doesn't. Who's he going to ha- bring out? Belly. He better. <laughs> he's going to bring out Nav. <laughs> I mean, the big like he he did a song with Travis Scott. Who? What if he? What I, if he brought I, out? I argued that Travis Scott would be is definitely nah, a more not. famous and. You know, as far as a live performance goes, Travis Scott can, can sell way more tickets than the weekend. I don't think that's true, actually. I think weekend selling out stadiums. I think I think they may be equal in ticket sales, but I they're, think they're the both weekend. selling out stadiums. But I think I, I think that Travis is really he's bringing the no. house down. No, Travis has less songs, and the only reason he's so famous is because of the Kardashians. Like he he doesn't actually have songs. He has one or two songs, like mm. for real, and one and one is a Drake song. If we're being honest. I agree. I mean, I hate Travis Scott, but I I also think that Travis would do better. He was he's been on more songs that he can take and, he and doesn't, perform. Yeah, true. He just doesn't have a star quality to me. He like tries to hide his face and shit. You know what I mean? It's like annoying. It's like he's a teenager. Yeah. So does the weekend. He fucking no, covers his face in bandages every day, even though that was like the last album cycle. The guy's a, the guy's a, a, a goddamn freak. Travis is ripping his shirt off, screaming, starting mosh pits. 
He's sweating yeah, cool. like sweating he's like a whore in church. He's le- le- leaving it all on the stage, and then so once again, so once again, Travis Scott is stealing the swag of hardcore, much like <laughs> on Future. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. These guys are moshing. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Moshing has been around for a long time, guys. Have you ever heard of a little band called Bad Brains? Look, there's a lot of dorks who are just discovering moshing, but I would rather see. I mean, I hate Travis Scott, and I hate what he's done for music, but. I would in a million see, years rather see him ripping it up, having Future come out and sing some shit, uh, you know, jumping yeah. into the crowd, like putting on a show because it's the fucking Super Bowl, not the weekend but, being like, look what you've done. Oh, but that's the thing. That's the thing, oh, Jason. They're not going to. They're not going to let Travis Scott do. That's the thing. You, you you don't do your regular show at the Super Bowl, no matter who you are. So Travis Scott isn't going to climb up the fucking you know the stage and then yes, stage. Yes, he shot. will. He's a no, he he's won't. a freak, bro. He's a, he's a he's a legend, and he's gonna lay it out. And he should Jason, be doing he's it. A, he's a thirty year old multimillionaire who lives in <laughs> suburban Texas and has a child with a Kardashian. Okay, let's that's what he is. Sure, and I, I yeah, I, I well, who do you think would? I mean, I think right now we could use a Coldplay Super Bowl live performance. What do you think? I'm I because people don't, I don't think people want to I think Luke Combs I've never heard of any of his music before but he would probably make a lot more people happy than than the weekend for the Super Bowl I don't know I don't know it depends on who the weekend brings out if he brings out my boss Drake and they do they do crew love I mean then it's a fucking movie and every every the world is right again you know so <laughs> yes, yes, possib- yes yeah does which which song uh you know is crew love your parents favorite song that he's done or which I, my, one is my, it? my 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 mom really likes Marvin's room because she's kind of like <laughs> in her bag like emo girl but my dad is definitely when he's mobbing out with the goonies and the Honda Civic he's definitely listening to when 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 my racist aunt and uncle are watching this which you know which uh which collaborators do you think um they will like the most you know whoever whoever the weekend brings out i think i think carrie underwood i think carrie underwood (laughs) no i mean of all of all the the oh his his actual collaboration the massive stars um you know the the blockbuster talent who have collaborated and appeared on weekend songs other, you know, we have Belly and Future and Drake, you know, who else, who else is going to be able to bring the house down and like my racist aunt and uncle will, will want to see? Great question. The answer great, is great there question. is nobody. And that's why The weekend is, a, you know, we, because we have to appeal and pander to all of the 19 year old TikTokers who are watching this, as well as all of the racist aunties and uncles who are at home watching this. We well, can't, Jason, we can't lose can't, their vote. You can't. But you can't win. You can't win with a Super Bowl performance. That's the problem. It's like if you two plays, all the young people are like, "Who are these fucking foreign granddads?" You know, if we mm-hmm. if the weekend plays, it's like, "Who is this? I've never heard it before." They might know the song, but they don't know who he is. Yeah, that's know, why so. I say a nice little Coldplay. Everyone's gonna go home happy because we, right now we need uplifting emotional music. We need grand epic live performances. We don't need a guy singing you, about how he can't feel his face about cocaine unless it was actually saying, a cool song about cocaine. That's a great song. It's an absolute classic. Do you, are you Ugh, suggesting that? That sounds Jason, like fucking Bruno Mars. Yeah, and, and, and Bruno Mars was probably the the most popular <laughs> Super Bowl performer of all yes, time. Yes. So I'm saying don't don't fake it. Just get just do have Bruno Mars play again if we ain't got nobody else. Should are you? I thought you were suggesting that How Long Gone takes over actually and does a fifteen minute 
live performance Look, during the, the Super amount Bowl of, I, could, I could do a Coldplay mash. I mean, if, if they get the right CDJs in my rider for the Super Bowl, I can actually make a lot happen. So, all right, so you DJ, and then what, what's what's the guy from Major Lazer's name that, like, jumps around? Walshy? Is that who it is? <laughs> yeah, we'll get Walshy to come out. And- no, 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 no. I'm Walshy. Oh, see, so that way I'm just hyping the crowd up saying you guys ready for some football, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) And you're just playing Coldplay, Coldplay mashups for 15 minutes. This is a good idea. And I'll go, ladies and gentlemen, Dua Lipa. And then I just play a Dua Lipa mashup. (laughs) And they're like, okay, I mean, I mean, I'll take it. And then a fucking sick ass light happens. But, but I do think that, I do think that historically there have been some nice, you know, multi-artist performances that have probably worked the best because, you know, when you put all your eggs in one basket, it's it's destined to pass or fail versus spreading spreading it spreading your seed is, is probably a better a better choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well I, I, I gotta say I'm I usually I, I, I don't like football. I don't really care for it whatsoever, but I am excited every year for the Super Bowl because, you know, all of my all of my other friends can get together. And they can, you know, exchange a bunch of different snack foods and we can all, you know, I see a bunch of old friends I haven't seen in a long time, et cetera, et cetera. I hate football. I hate food. I don't really like friends. So it's a tough, it's a tough holiday for me personally, but I, 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 you know, at least I'm not the guy who watches it for the ads. There's nothing worse than that. (laughs) Yeah. Super Bowl ads. There's nothing really going on there. Um, before, so let's make some, let's make some announcements for, for our Twitch show, uh, this Friday live at 5 PM, uh, Pacific standard time, 8 PM Eastern standard time. Um, this week we have a guest, uh, Caroline Goldfarb. You may know her as official Sean Penn on Instagram. Uh, she's very, very funny. She'll be joining us live in studio as well as a special tasting, a beverage tasting. TJ and I are going to be bussing down a case of the new, Miracle Seltzer collaboration with Pickle Rick. <laughs> so we, it's it's, yeah, it's Chris, seltzer. Chris Black it's a, is is the biggest Rick and Morty fan. I've yeah, met. I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. So they they've collaborated on a seltzer water that is pickle flavored, which sounds absolutely demented to me. But I've heard from other athletes that it's great for recovery. <laughs> so so my interest is peak. So I have a case on in in the fridge here at Villa Carlotta. I'll be bringing downtown to the studio so the three of us can sip on on some uh, pickle juice I've, um, I've, while we chat. I've heard from other athletes. <laughs> Yeah, what's funny about that? I'm the, sorry. The uh, the, uh, the Tough Mudder community message board. The, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. CrossFit Discord has, <laughs> has been lit up. The Tough Mudder. No, there is a pickle juice they sell at like Lassen's that is is as billed for recovery. Actually, uh, that's mm-hmm. not a joke. Um, Damn. Okay. And, well, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll give it a taste. I don't know if it can if if it can go toe to toe with Grillo's, the number one pickle company, but we'll have to see. Well, they're not making a seltzer, so that's not up for discussion. Uh, as well as, you know, Jason, we do have a guest today. You guys might be familiar with her podcast. It's called Red Scare, um, and her name is Dasha Nekrasova. We're going to really get into it with her. I'm sure she's really excited to join us for our podcast. <laughs> I'm sure she's psyched. She, Hey, who knows? She might be psyched. I mean, obviously, probably not that psyched to talk to us do you but think da- do you think dasha is a goner uh no we'll see about that uh okay let's uh let's give dasha a call let's see let's let's see what's really going on in the streets of rainy new york today 
Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> how Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole-body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend nutrafol for healthier hair nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's neutral.com promo code how long. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions. We were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, 
Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowLong today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowLong. Nice. It's so nice to be once again uh, chatting with an elite podcaster, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've, we we chat with a lot of losers on this show, but you, <laughs> you you have a lot of pod hours under your belt. How many episodes have you guys done? Oh, my God. um, We've crossed our 300 thresholds. Damn, bro. Recently, uh, so we're... It's, it's, congrats. We just recently crossed you. the 100 threshold. I saw that when I was researching your pod. We're nipping mm-hmm. at your heels. So why yeah, were, why were you researching there. our pod? Because I've never listened to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we were we were under the impression that you never listened to it, but I would love to know what you discovered when you were researching it. Um. Well, honestly, I agreed to come on your show when I was drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. But I am a woman of my word, so we appreciate that. Well, we'll try to make it you know as as um, enjoyable as possible. No, you guys seem like you're you're killing it. Thank you had you. a nice well, profile. One would think that may, perhaps you guys were even industry plants of some kind. Wow, that's kind I, of the idea we're we're hoping to achieve. Yeah, you seem. I, I take offense to that, but I'm also really complimented by that. So thank you, <laughs> thank you. Industry plant. When I think of an industry plant, where, my where does your head go first? Mine goes to her, the musical artist. Uh, the guitar player that's never no one's ever heard yeah i think of claro or whatever her name is mm, mm-hmm. we just talked about claro i don't know if she is an interest industry plant that's just what i've heard other people say yeah i've heard that a and lot i'm very well. i'm very susceptible so <laughs> i feel like we're i feel like i think we're post caring about industry plants nowadays it's not really a thing that we check for yeah we just kind of take it for granted well, it's it's like sellout culture that just doesn't exist anymore. Everybody just does their thing, and it's re- it's cool to get rich. Yeah, it, there's, there's, I mean that's the only way you can do it. It's the only way you can live is uh, is patronage by acc- accruing <laughs> lots of capital. Exactly. <laughs> I love accruing capital. I wake up every day and I say, let's let's accrue this capital. <laughs> so so you're you're in New York. I just recently I've, I've been seeing on people's stories that are just for friends that there's a lockdown coming down is I, but I haven't been able to read anything about it. Do you know any info? Um, I don't have the insider scoop, but that's the ten- tensions seem to be high for sure. Damn. And in the streets or on irl you mean it feels Just, wild no well the streets Just the talk have been of the wild town. for the talk of the town yeah mm-hmm. have you been uh, turn have you been turning up all summer outdoors mm, no i really haven't i am if i was like five years younger even i think i would have had a really eventful summer but i've been pretty sequestered that, i'm like that, i yeah that's what I said to people too. I'm like, it looks cool if you're 25. It's probably really fun. But yeah, exactly. I'm not interested in sitting. I'm not really like a public park guy. So no, not a, no, I don't want to sit next to someone like shooting up or that doesn't make me feel alive anymore. <laughs> do, you, do you think you got all the partying out of your system early, you know, in your 20s already? Because I, definitely... I feel like I, I just turned 40 and I feel like I never need to do it again. 
I relate to that. I mean, definitely when I was younger, I had this almost uh, overwhelming anxiety that I like wasn't having enough fun. And I was very like very much chasing the dragon to try and mm-hmm. ha- optimize the amount of fun I could have. And I think I kind of did you for sure. Did you grow up straight edge as well then? Because <laughs> I, I felt the same, yeah, I felt yeah, the same wait. thing. Hold on. We're relating hard right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you, mean, you didn't grow up straight edge. You're you grew up straight edge. Yeah, both yes, of us we, did. We both we both did. I was I was also vegan in high school to make it extra obnoxious. When did you break edge? Uh, I did a line of cocaine when I was 19 before I'd ever had a sip of alcohol. Wow, that's I didn't know that, shocking. Chris. That's awful. It's pretty cool, honestly. I would say, Jason. I, sm- um, I smoked weed from a bubbler as the first thing I ever had, <laughs> but even before I had one puff of a cig, um, yeah. it was bad. But now, but yeah, once I once I realized that you can use alcohol and drugs to like meet people and have sex with them, mm-hmm. I went hog wild, and then yeah. you know possibly to my detriment. I mean, I remember I did not grow up straight edge. I definitely had like a juvenile form of alcoholism but i didn't really smoke weed until i got to college and stuff and i remember the first time i was crossfaded it was very if you're able to successfully crossfade it feels so good but the the risk let's, let's, the risk is so high i couldn't believe it Dasha, can we? I just want to situate maybe some of our narc listeners. What, can you explain to them what the crossfade is it's exactly? When you are drunk and smoke weed at the same time. Thank you for that. <laughs> just, just wanted to get some clean audio, clean audio of that. So what, sure. what was your what was your beverage of choice when you were a juvenile um, semi alcoholic? Uh, I would binge drink vodka that was like in my parents' freezer, just like straight from the frozen bottle. Yeah, I would just try to drink as much as I could as quickly as I could. <laughs> like like you didn't know when your next meal was going to come energy? Exactly, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Because I, I grew up in the suburbs of Las Vegas, so I was like extremely isolated and bored. What mm. was the, what? I'm sorry, <laughs> suburbs. Sorry, suburbs of Las Vegas. I can't even imagine what that's like, really. It's really boring. It's like it's boring. It's, mm. But were you were you coming into the city and sneaking into casinos? Mm, I went to high school downtown, which is is not like the strip yeah. that most people think about when they think about Las Vegas. This has like older casinos, so mm. I would like lur- lurk around there and stuff. But it wasn't. It's not. It doesn't sound as eventful as it seems. Mm-hmm. We've we've both Jason and I have both been to that part of Las Vegas, and I would agree it doesn't seem eventful. You're talking about Sam's Town, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, I don't, I, I just, you know, just when that ever comes up, it is my favorite Killers album. I'm sure Dasha feels the same way. I feel exactly the same way. And I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge Killers fan. Thank, Are thank you really? You, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is a, is a very big Killers fan. They're an awesome band. And I'm so, I'm <laughs> You so know, they should play the Super Bowl this year. That'd be a good Super Bowl candidate. Good. That's a good point, Jason. Yeah. yeah we were trying to get. We were just talking we were about to... how much I hate the weekend right before we, we hopped on with you. Why do you hate the weekend? I mean, I do like a song, his song that he created with One on Tricks Point Never on his new album mm-hmm. recently, but I, I just I just don't really enjoy his music in general. Mm. Um, I don't know, it just it doesn't really it doesn't Jason it doesn't have the balls. It doesn't have any any What about his what about his earlier stuff? That's more about his 
you know, tortured relationship to drugs and whatnot. That was a little bit cooler, but I kind of didn't believe it. No, the weekend confirmed was on heroin, Jason. It's like, it's cool. He did it all. He was, yeah, he was like a Toronto bum. (laughs) 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 Goddamn Toronto bum. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe but, I, that was just a blind spot for me. But when I heard when, when his first mixtape came out, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is chill. But I don't know. I'm more of a Chris a, Brown fan. Wow. <laughs> if I'm, I, I need a I need a 360 entertainer. You know what I mean? Totally. Jason likes if, if you can't do a backflip standing. Jason doesn't want to hear your music. I'd rather not. He's definitely a better dancer than The Weekend. <laughs> I mean, by by far. But Chris, he's such a good dancer, it makes me feel like he's a demon, you know? He's like a, he's like a devilishly good dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Only God. somebody who's possessed by the Dark Lord could move, could move and, <laughs> and shuck and jive like that. It's such exactly. a sinister, the way he shakes his hips is just sinister. It's just, he's it's a, a ghoul. It's a sin. <laughs> well, he does. He, I, I told Jason this this week. It, it's breaking news, but I, I believe that Chris Brown and Drake have a mixtape coming out, which seems insane for 2020. I'm here for it. Yeah. Even cooler, Chris Brown has an OnlyFans. What do you think is going <laughs> to, what do you think is going to go on his OF? Yikes. Would you pay $20 a month to see Chris Brown's worm? <laughs> <laughs> You know it's going to be real long and skinny, right? <laughs> and it's also, it's, it's going to be tatted up. It's going to be more tatted up than Dennis Rodman's dick. Yeah, there's definitely, I would pay 20 bucks to see the, you know, the secret body mods. For sure. <laughs> he got some like lizard scale thingies injected. I, He's a model. I bet he does have weird mods under the clothes, though. I bet he has like one of those piercings that's just like under the skin that looks like lumps. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I th- um, so we were, we were talking about veganism earlier. Did you recently become vegan? I became mostly vegan. Yeah. What is what is uh, what is keeping you from being full vegan? Well, if I go to a restaurant or something, <laughs> you know, uh, which I do much, you know, less frequently than I than I used to. Mm-hmm. But so I can't, you know, what, what I, a, I can't really resist like a nice steak every once in a while. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's not even like a little cream or cheese. It's a full steak. Yeah. I'm not like a militant vegan at all, but I, in the home, I have a kosher so, home, if you will. So you, you became vegan because of your life partner as well. Is that correct? Yeah, sort of? basically. So when well, you eat the steak, do you, do you do it alone or do you do it when he's around? We've gone to steak houses okay. together. <laughs> Okay, um, so that's cool. We what to, steak? What steakhouses are you guys hitting? Uh, we went to Donahue's um, a couple months ago when I was getting really into the show Billions because they go there a <laughs> lot on you know, Billions. <laughs> we could do a full hour on Billions. That show is fucking great. Did you a get a baller show. piece of Wagyu? <laughs> <laughs> I got a night. I got a very reasonable fillet. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, I think I probably have one of those blood types that is. Iron, gotta have need, my red. Needs you know, to supplement. Jason, Jason, I think Jason's having a lot of problems being cold here in LA. But he's, I think it's because he's got blood problems. I think are he you, needs. Yeah, my my. Are hand, you vegan? I'm not vegan. Um, I'm just skinny. He's a big. He's a big bitch, and it, 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 <laughs> he's got. A, he's, there's a lot of like the blood is just not getting to the end. Yeah, I'm. You know I'm, what I'm, I'm six nine, so my extremities are often pretty cold. 
So my hands yeah. and feet, everything else is okay. But I, I did recently pick up some iron and B12 pills to see how it goes. Do you exercise? Or I do, yeah. I do okay. pretty often. Then I, that's, that's all the advice I have for you. Thanks, doc. Yeah, I'm yeah. a doctor. Yeah. My, my girlfriend tells me to quit smoking. Then that will help my circulation. But I don't know if that's going to happen. That's true, actually. I've heard uh, that Jason, as well. Smoking smoking's the only cool thing you have left. You should probably hang on. <laughs> it's your coolest accessory. So how, uh, what, do, what, what types of vegan foods are you enjoying lately? Have you made any discoveries about some vegan alternatives or anything? Um, there's a brand I really like that whose name escapes me, but I like mushrooms a lot. I think mushrooms are really versatile <laughs> and a, a really good a, meat. I'm not, I'm not no, dead me. ass. They're a, really, they're a dead ass good meat substitute. <laughs> Have you ever s- slurped down a nice chanterelle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I fucking have. That's the, that's the <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's that's the real that's the Rolls Royce of fungi. You get a little butter in mm-hmm. the pan, and then my secret, a little soy sauce at the end to really Ooh. bump up that umami factor. Yeah, yeah. First, I mean, free. would you call that a soy sauce finisher, Jason? Not in <laughs> not in those words. Okay, okay. I was just wondering. I didn't know if there was a proper name for it. Um. Sorry. Potatoes are a good staple. I fuck around with. I learned about TVP crumbles, which are really easy to make. What's TVP? I don't know that one. Textured um, vegetable protein, bitch. Yeah, exactly. It come, it's like a dehydrated little turds, and then you soak them in some water. Well, yeah, and they become like uh, Big, flavorless ground, like a. <laughs> you can get them in. Yeah. All, you can get them in these things, and they're kind of. It looks like like chinese food like orange chicken style nuggies mm-hmm. whip them up with a little uh with a little sweet and sour sauce over a brown rice bowl mamma mia i mean i love it it's really improved my quality of life being vegan really really yeah because i don't really care about food that much anyway you're and a sustenance you're a sustenance bitch just like me we eat we eat to live not live to eat exactly and so I'm, it's just a very straightforward kind of dietary restriction and i like i've lost like 10 pounds go off um this year and stuff and like i just kind of feel like i have more energy and i'm proud better in general thanks yeah it's it was easy it was easy if you like you know if you don't really care, care. if you don't care about yummy ass food if you're not a foodie, then you might as well eat cardboard it's very, anyway. It's very, it's very easy though. It really is. In 2020, it's very easy. It's like it's not the, the hurdles are no longer there like they used to be. So in 2020, there's not really a whole lot that we can do, and we're just kind of in our homes right now. What are what are some of your extravagant Patreon purchases lately? What are you uh, what are you what are you <laughs> dropping the big bags on? Yeah, because we know uh, you're. We see how much you motherfuckers are making. You got yeah, some money to spend. Drop the real, the real, real cart, sis. Um, I, <laughs> I just got a Prada bag. Mm-hmm. What kind? Um, can you show? Can you show us, yeah. please? It's like a nylon. It's very oh, normal. Yeah. Oh, a it's classic like a black nylon. Nylon tote. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like that the logo is on the side versus the front. Yeah, I love that too. Chic. It's a nice detail, nice Velcro pocket. <laughs> it's kind of versatile. Sure. I had a lot of anxiety about um, almost being thirty and still carrying like a mini backpack around, like a little 
kindergartner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you should you should have anxiety around that. I'm glad you made the change. So I was in the market for a, for a grown up bag, and that's what I procured. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll make like a flagrant far fetch purchase every now and then. So it's mostly clothing or luxury goods. Yeah. You haven't bought like a car or something. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> Um, and (laughs) I didn't make money. I've never really made money before. Mm -hmm. Um, so this was the first year that I had to pay taxes and I was not prepared for, for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not exactly rolling in it, but I'm, you know, I'm getting my finances in order. Yeah. Did you guys, do you guys have a team of business managers and accountants? We have a business manager. Yeah. That's a very important step in anyone's life. How does it God. feel? Does it, how does it feel to go from not really making enough to even bother having to pay the taxes to having a business manager? Uh, awesome. <laughs> and the, well, having a business manager was very a huge relief because Anna and I both were just we would have been mm-hmm. audited or in a ever... prison by now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he like the kind of business manager that's, that's like calls you frantically like what the fuck are you spending on or is it more reasonable he than that? or she that's it is a man uh, and he is <laughs> he you. is jewish so <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. um no i would thought he, he could be more involved <laughs> than he is, but i appreciate i appreciate the freedom i need yeah for the chunk well, he's to- taken, he could he could pick up his phone a little bit faster. <laughs> he's like he's accessible, but I need someone maybe who's he could be more on top of me. You know, he could be proactive versus accessible. It's two mm-hmm. it's two different two different approaches to money management. Yeah. So, do you guys have any goals with the podcast that you have not achieved yet? Um, we're trying to get Camille Pally on. That's mm-hmm. like been a, a big aspiration of ours for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like to. Do you guys have a producer, or do you guys just do it? Just do it. Uh, we split yeah. the. I mean, I, the I mean, I work. Yeah, he he handles the booking, and then I I produce it and do all the other other stuff. That's a fair division of labor. Yeah, it is. What do you do? What do you do? I record the pod and Anna posts it, but we do it in person. We meet up. Mm-hmm. that's um, not yeah we we have never done a podcast in person with how long gone because we just think it's funny kind of wow <laughs> yeah i started, kind of have you ever have you, got, you guys talk on the phone before we've been like, friends you, for like we've yeah been we've known each like other for 15 a long time. years yeah. But d- yeah. did you have sort of a rapport that you thought would translate well to what yeah, made Jason, you take the take the Jason jump? Jason had Jason was like a very early podcaster. He had a show called Tall Tales, and so I would I was a guest on that many times. So we knew that the uh, the, the the demand was there. The formula was working. <laughs> yes, we knew the formula was working. And then when quarantine hit, we just decided to go for it. And we were doing it. I was in Montreal, and Jason was in L.A. And then I ended up coming here, but we still haven't done one in the same in the same place. I kind of like. Nice. I, I don't like doing. I used to be like a staunch. You have to be in the room to get the energy and the flow and all that shit. And now I would prefer not to because I feel like I'm just able to say things more naturally if I'm not looking at, at somebody eye to eye. I don't even like looking at you right now on this screen. I would. <laughs> I want to be staring at a wall, and then and then you can really let it spray. You feel freer. Yeah. I, get it. I like to, I, I do like the vibe. 
of, of, of what? IRL? The, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can read the body language and all that stuff a little bit better. Anna and I, we just have that. We have a, a synergy that doesn't translate quite as well. Mm. The, electri- the electricity is just there, IRL. And I actually had a nightmare last night, um, a podcasting nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Was it was it that you was it that you had to come on this show today? Yeah. Or <laughs> did Spotify I mean, give Joe? Did 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 he take Joe Rogan's money back? Like how big of a nightmare was this? No, it was like um, it was like a Safety Brothers movie about like <laughs> where like I was recording the pod and then I realized that I had been holding my jewel instead of the microphone for like. <laughs> <laughs> who knows for how long and we had all these like technical problems it was very like high energy stress dream but mm-hmm. around the very like the very benign right. frustrations of recording a podcast did you have did you i've had any- a lot of dreams like that not about podcast specifically because i run a tight ship but for other little like kind of menial minutia tasks like that and you wake up yeah. all sweaty and shit it's an it's an awful feeling you feel kind of dumb we were like under p- insane pressure to do a good podcast or else and, <laughs> and things are going wrong left and right. If you smoke enough weed, you don't really have dreams anymore. Give it a shot. I have not found that to be true. Really? I smoke weed kind of most days. On the reg? On the reg, well, yeah. And I still have pretty vivid vivid dreams. Once I started smoking every night lonely stoner style i pretty much stopped <laughs> having all dreams Did you really tj yeah like if i if i'm if i skip a day <laughs> i will dead ass have a dream every single time wow Not a that lot sounds of peace, peaceful well i take ambient too so that might be really yeah yeah don't bury they the might can- cancel each other out what what time yeah. do you wake up in the morning mm, it depends <laughs> um i like to wake up around nine that's like a good. Oh, that's not. That's not that bad. But are you? You are you a night owl? I am a little bit of a night owl. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, today I woke up at like eleven. Jason and I are. Jason and I are in. I'm in bed by nine, up by five. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah, I'm on my CEO shit. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his billions fucking... His, his I'm on, on his my billions. billions. Right, I get I'm it. I'm on my billions flow. Yeah. You're the regular uh, Axelrod. I'm, you yeah, they get call up me, before the market opens. Exactly. They, they call me Chris Axelrod in the streets. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really true. I, I moved out to Connecticut to, you know, to lay low, but... Uh, what, are you, you, uh, what are you doing fitness-wise? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I have a kettlebell. Okay. How many LBs are we working with? 20. That's good. That's pretty serious. I mean, I had a personal trainer before pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then I spent, I was in LA over the summer. And when they opened Equinoxes there, I went and worked with a personal trainer. Um, but now that's inaccessible to me. So I kind of just do the kettlebell stuff that my personal trainer taught me. Every once in a while, mm-hmm. and that you should you should check bi- out bi monthly. Yeah, <laughs> check out you should check out Pavel if you haven't checked out Pavel before. I've seen Pavel. Yeah, enter the kettlebell. Yeah, of course. My roommate, my former roommate, um, got really into him during quarantine, and he got totally jacked. Really? Yeah, he like turned his fucking life around. So the kettlebell is real. 
It is. It is real. That's why there was such a shortage of them. I think people saw mm-hmm. that. It, it really. It really worked pretty quick. Isn't it cool when getting someone getting jacked really does turn their life around? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's well. It's honestly, it's because New York got so scary, like during early lockdown. And we were downtown. I think he was realized he had to kind of bulk up or be, oh, vul- be mean- vulnerable to oh, violence protecting and himself. crime. Yeah, <laughs> violence and crime. So is it? Is it? Is it? Because look, I I live in the East Village. I haven't been back in like eight months. So what's the vibe? Are people shooting up on the street still? Is it really like that? Um, well, like at Tompkins, but that's kind sure. of par for the course. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. No, now that it's getting colder. It's mellowing out, and now Cuomo says the restaurants have to close at ten, which will dampen everyone's spirits more. And I do think, you think a, do you think people regret sexualizing Cuomo now, or do you think they're still <laughs> they're still r- riding high on that cuck? I think some people still, yeah, think he's are still Cuomo sexuals or whatever. <laughs> I hate, I hate that. I like hate it so much. It makes me crazy. It makes me crazy because he's not even hot. That's the thing. If he was actually hot, it'd be fine. I find him. I I understand. I get why he's not the best, and but I did find him. I found his little reports to be comforting. Well, that was kind of charming in general. I think like the idea. He's endearing. I'm definitely not sexually attracted to him, but he, he does have an endearing kind of. I mean, by New York standards, he's not that hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do things differently, TJ. He's an Idaho eight. <laughs> right. He's in New York. Uh, like a New York three. He's probably. a New York two tree. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't do not. <laughs> what, um, are, do you have any plans on coming out to Cali? I do. I want to spend some time there. Um, probably in January, February. Yeah. What's how's your relationship with Cali? Um, pretty good. I I lived in LA for like five years. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So it's a little haunt. Yeah, I haven't been in New York that long. Um. Were you acting in L.A.? I was trying to. <laughs> Mostly I was Aren't like... Are we all, honey? Yeah, really. I was... It's a little haunted for me in that regard because I really... Um, it was marked by a lot of failure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Where, what were your L.A. haunts back in the day? I lived in K-Town. And uh. because I don't drive, I mostly stayed in K-Town, mm-hmm. um, which was great for me because it's a very walkable yeah. part of town and One i like the, the few i mean hms bounty friends mm. all mm. and most people will travel to those bars to meet you anyway because they're so kind of pleasant um i miss having a nice white russian from the from the prince best God. one in town really yeah it's they, they they do a little shaved nutmeg fresh on top it's it's truly <sighs> special the prince was a beautiful restaurant yeah um I is it not open? LA is not doing indoor no. dining now. No, uh, no yeah. indoor. Like it's to, actually, yeah. We just we just have to dine in parking lots, and it's really kind of depressing and and bizarre. Like uh, unless the restaurant already has like an outdoor patio, like a cheesecake factory. But a lot of them do. A lot of them do. Yeah, you and, would think you would think more would, considering the weather. Though this is kind of I feel like this has shown shine shined a light on the fact that there's not more here. The l- loss of alfresca options <laughs> yeah like in new york i know you guys are like you know eating on the sidewalk which doesn't really excite me either though so i don't know and like pretending that it's charming 
Yeah, I don't know what's better or worse, really. It seems kind of the same. But we're transitioning into inside. But it's like, what, 25% or something? Yeah, it's not great. I'm jealous. I'm supposed to go to Odeon tonight. Are you go? Damn, I'm so jealous. You're not posting this today, right? (laughs) No, we posted it tomorrow. It posts tomorrow, though. It does post tomorrow. (laughs) So they'll, yeah. I won't yeah, be do you is that something that you guys approach. have to worry about? Your, you know, r- divulging your location a little bit. I mean, I don't <laughs> like to do it and I'm like a grown man who nobody wants to have sex with. So <laughs> <laughs> But it is, you know, you never can tell. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't advertise my my whereabouts mm-hmm. <laughs> in advance. Um, you, you guys you guys get some real freaks, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but in like the Dime Square area in the Lower East Side. It's probably has the highest concentration of Red Scare listeners anywhere. Per so. capita. So, oh yeah, I, I guess mm-hmm. like you know people have to worry about that more like virtually or digital, like the the YouTube comments or whatever. But like you, it's something you have to worry about of like IRL interactions, perhaps. It's not like a. It's not a, a worry. A worry. Mm-hmm. Like for my my bodily safety, exactly. <laughs> but you're t- so. you're sick and tired of taking selfies, signing autographs, like kissing babies. <laughs> it's, an- it's annoying. You're just trying to eat with your family. You're just I'm just out with my kids. I'm just a tonight. normal person, just like any other person. I can't exactly. even go to the I just mall. No to have mall. a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I I get it, sweetie. Trust me, I can relate. It's crazy. They come up to me everywhere. I can't go to Air One without one person asking for something. There. <laughs> <laughs> one one person per quarter. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't say per, how many quarters, but that Dime Square is a hotbed, I can imagine. You have to. Yeah. It's coming at, coming at you from every angle. Well, what I hate more, what's more anxiety-inducing is not like people approaching me, but when people reach out to me online afterwards and tell me that they saw me someplace, because mm. then that reaffirms a kind of constant like feeling of like, is, are people fucking looking at me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's like the move of like, hey, I saw you. You looked really pretty at the at this bar tonight. I saw you at Tenants of the Trees, and you looked really cute. I just wanted to say <laughs> hi. I couldn't, you know, like that kind of energy is. Yeah, it's always called. Little, it's called. It's called Craigslist misconnections, Jason. There's a there's a name. You for know, that. there's you know, it's hard for our my fellows out here to approach ladies in person, or you know, vice versa. But yeah, that For is sure. that is the most kind of creepy energy that you can get. I'd much prefer if someone just said, "Hey, fan of the pod, nice to meet you." Give you one of these, dap it get up. It. Yeah, exactly. Dap it up. Yeah, Jason lives in the suburbs because of the fear of the of the fans, so he he can relate. He really can. Hey, they have podcasts in Glendale, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Glendale. I'm in Glendale. Yeah. Are you a fan of the Galleria or the? Do you like the um, Americana? the Americana or the Grove uh, better? <laughs> I'm a great. First of all, great podcast question. <laughs> you're the you're the last podcaster to ask that question. Now everyone has. No, I'm I'm Americana man all the way. Um, Grove has better looking people because the tourists go there. But mm-hmm. you know, but for a real LA is LA. I'm actually going on date night to the Americana tonight. Nice. Al fresco it, cheesecake fact. I'm beautiful. She could order anything she you wants. Disgu- <laughs> 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 
Hey, baby, baby, get more of that free bread. That's yeah, on we're going to put tonight. our name down and then walk around, maybe look at the iPhones at the Apple store. <laughs> that sounds very, very nice. I miss, I look forward to returning. See, like those kinds of dumb activities, Some it's just very comforting. At, you know, not every day of your life, but sometimes it's good to see how the other half live, I think. What, what other half? Just like people who don't. Ar- Armenians. <laughs> <laughs> Just people who don't like, you know, who are not in our world, who are not like, did you hear this freaking podcast about blah, 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 and Billie Eilish video and this thingy happened? Like, just regular people. Who aren't in demand influencers. Exactly. Yeah, micro micro celebrities. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but people that might not understand what a blue check really does. Mm-hmm. They have to like buy their own clothes instead of having them sent to yeah. them, like like weird shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that, bro? It's crazy. It's crazy. Ahoy, poloy. Oh yeah, so exactly. Crazy. Um, so you you just directed a video recently. I did. Was that your first vid direction? Um, yeah, it, I, yeah, I, I forayed into music video making, but I directed a film earlier this year. Mm-hmm. When is, and that's the, that's the Epstein, what's it called uh, again? It's called The Scary of 61st Street. The Scary of 61st Street. And it's a psychosexual thriller set in the aftermath of Jeffrey Epstein's death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> is, the, is the elevator pitch. It rolls off the tongue pretty well. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Flowing, um, just flowing. What 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 uh, what has to happen to have a movie be psychosexual? Um, like a nasty ass. Rape? That's a that's a good question. Um, I think thing it has to have both sexual content and psychological. Content. Got it. Okay, cool. So it was a little more clear than you thought, Jason. So the one- <laughs> I, I guess maybe I was hoping for more of, a, of an example of some. Uh, yeah, of set that. a scene. So the set character in my film mm-hmm. uh, becomes sort of possessed by a pedophilic force mm-hmm. after she moves in, unknowingly moves into an apartment that she discovers used to belong to Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Um, so it's a kind of like the tenant. It's about like the unspeakable, horrible things that had happened in this space that then caused this character to go insane and act mm-hmm. out in these in these very like sexually explicit ways. Mm-hmm. If these twisted walls could talk. Exactly. If these walls could rape. If these walls could rape. <laughs> Is this a if feature? If you're looking this for is- a different title in another country, sometimes they have to change the, the, the mm-hmm. titles uh-huh. of movies around. <laughs> is this is this a feature this is a feature length film correct it is yeah uh what did you shoot it on 16 i shot it on 16 millimeter yeah my cinematographer hunter zimney did a very great job this sounds like oh. a lot of work it was very hard <laughs> damn was, uh... bitch you made a movie that sounds like a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> it, it was does, fucking though. hard and i I'm not crazy about working. Oh, so you know I must have really welcome, cared. welcome to the welcome to the club. What is that's why we podcast. So what, what, what is, what's the next steps? Are we trying to sell this son of a bitch? What's going on? Um we received some very good news from a film festival that mm-hmm. I'm not at liberty to disclose yet, but mm-hmm. that's um hopefully we'll have a 
uh, premiere. Cool. Or, or Congratulations. We'll Thank we'll you. See you. We'll see you at Sundance, sweetie. What is the... Um, <laughs> What, what, who, who, pay, who paid for the movie? Who paid to make this movie? Um, uh, my producers who okay. have a company called Stag Pictures. Okay. Um, who I was introduced to just, uh, from my writing partner's former boyfriend introduced us to these guys who wanted to produce, a, uh, a, want to get into like horror movie production. So that's. That's how we Damn. work money, together. Money, you can find money anywhere. I love that. <laughs> wasn't that, in, wasn't that a Sopranos storyline as well? Huh. Like they when get, Christopher becomes a screenwriter? They, 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 they were using horror movies as, as money laundering. Oh, I don't remember the details of that. But, but like, yeah, but horror uh, movies are super profitable. It's actually a, yeah, it's a, a very decent investment. Genre. Isn't it also? It's commonly like a jumping-off point for a for a career because it's it's uh, a lot of actors and actresses do them early on. It's, it's a great way to get your foot in that spooky little door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing spookier than Hollywood. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so, speaking of spooky, how how did it feel to have your the music video you directed be premiered on on Jimmy Fallon? uh good is it, is it, it was nice i mean it, it's kind of weird just like in 2020 like a live band performance is like recorded in some room somewhere else and then this guy edits it and that person directs it and then exactly. a month later it it's a live show on nbc that you watch you know your mom watches on tv it's it's bizarre I'm a, it is it was weird um, and I really wanted it to feel like a late night performance, you know, which is why um, Dan sort of restructured the song like for a live band mm-hmm. um, rather than like doing a solitary synth thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the video, by the way. You did a great thank job. You. <laughs> thank yeah, you. The video is cool. Um, the video is cool. The song's thank good you. too. Um, yeah, the song's very late night. I'm a big, I grew up watching letterman he was a big influence on my personality and stuff i think and i kind of believe that late night is low-key the backbone of this country <laughs> yeah wow. so you... i was very honored to get that's to funny. be a part of no that's any, any late night production. what do you what do you think about letterman's netflix show it's okay I kind of, you know it's <laughs> i, I worry you. i worry I'm, that I'm, he's about to be a little too old to have it work. I think he's, I think I think he's, he's maybe already crossed that thread. I think he, yeah, he retired for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't, I just think I, I like him with the conventions of late night. I don't like the format as much. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I don't like about it as much. You don't like him so loosey-goosey? I mean, I, I, I used to see him in Tribeca sometimes and it would shock me for some reason. Like, I would, he... I saw him like a lot because he lived down the street, so I would like kind of see him all the time. And it would, it just, it, it's he's such a celebrity to me in like a different way. I like, don't know what I would do if I saw him. I would be very starstruck, probably. Is he your Whitney Port? <laughs> with with beard or without though? With beard or without? Either way, honestly. Really? I, I mean, just to to glimpse. Yeah, I like the oh. beard. I'm a fan of the beard. I thought it was an elegant option. I think it looks good on him too. Actually, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Um, and it was nice. You know, I feel I imagine he must have felt very 
shackled by mm-hmm. by his show for a it's, long it's time. It's nice yeah, to see him run free. Yeah, yeah I, I, just I, a I would little hate bit. all of. I would hate to be shackled by a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> really sucks, man. Fuck uh, that. <laughs> I mean, get this guy a podcast. Just have him do that. We don't. I, yeah, I, I know. We don't want to see. Well, we we do this. We do a live Twitch show every week, and and Letterman is our inspiration for our Twitch show. Oh, do you have guests on that as well? Yeah, mm-hmm. we we we're trying to. We're gonna blow it out, but yeah, we have a guest. But we we have musical. We've had a musical guest. We're gonna try to have more. And like, we're really, hoping we're hoping to do a top tens. Yeah, oh, exactly. that was, that's that's a fun one. I feel yeah, like when, that, the top ten was the real backbone of our of our totally. country for for so many years. When Anna and I used to do Red Scare live shows, I could I would sort of format them like a Letterman esque talk show. We would have little segments and mm-hmm. what what guests. The, the, the live stuff was really successful for you, for you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, we used to do shows at the Bell House, which was like a 350, 400 capacity venue. Did you did you book it all yourself and stuff or was there somebody helping you? Um, I would my talent agent helped helped us. Are you guys oh, I'm sorry, are you guys I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dasha, which I'm sorry, which which of the big 3 are you represented by? <laughs> um, I'm at Gersh, which I prefer actually. Oh, must be Dude. nice. I see like a cool indie. It's like when I put my seven inch out on Matador. I didn't want to sign. I I didn't want to sign to Sony yet. I was. I didn't feel like it was the right choice. I'm yet. not. I'm also not CAA material, and I get that. Are, do, you, do you guys have any plans on doing l- virtual live shows, or is that just really dumb? Well, we just are very limited by our the technical right your production stuff. capabilities. Yeah, we both have like barely functioning laptops. <laughs> And <laughs> it's just, are you it's not? Just are you not struggle. getting? Yeah, has anyone reached out to? I can't to, believe to no aid with has, your production at all. I can't believe some mouth breather hasn't offered to do it for free. We get, I'm you sure know, that happens we, a lot. yeah, but we just want to. We need like the right producer mm-hmm. who we mesh with, who probably doesn't ask too much of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, is is there a situation where you, like a producer could come in and and give you guys a little baggie and and be like, hey, we want to have you guys do a TV show or like definitely, showtime. yeah, we would really we would love to pivot to video in some fashion for sure. Um, we've done work. we did one um, uh, that I produced. We did like a we do Love Line episodes occasionally where we answer questions, mm-hmm. and we did like a live streamed one of those ones that had kind of a cam girl aesthetic, <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. But it was also a, like very hard to use youtube interface and yeah it's a pain in the ass stream that's part of the reason i mean that's why we do the twitch thing is because mad decent produces it for us so we just show up and there's like a studio because we it's the same issue there's no way i mean jason's a little more technically minded than me but still that's a whole nother world that's that would be ideal for us if we could just have a a space a podcasting studio to go to it's gonna happen for you i think you guys are big enough to do that we're not in a yeah. We're just we're not in a rush, you know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Dasha, I feel like you're leaving money on the table every day. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not a. I don't work at Axe Cap like you do, bro. So <laughs> I don't. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a different. I'm like the painter that Wendy has sex with later. <laughs> okay, like, now, thank you for putting it into terms I could understand. Well, do, you, do, you, do you feel like the you know what you guys have built with your your laptops that don't function very well and and all this like it's a perfect thing and you don't want to mess with it because what you have going is, is working so well. <laughs> no, it's just, <laughs> it just is what it, it's, you know, 
it's it, we both it matches the amount of work that we we prefer to do mm-hmm. and are able to do realistically. Yeah, sometimes and I mean, I think people find it endearing, except when the audio is really, really bad, and then. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I think some of that, you know, those endearing qualities are like any type of lo-fi, you know, weird things put together. Like we record this on FaceTime. Like I'm I'm afraid of changing that sometimes because people do kind of grow accustomed to it and and, and I don't want to mess with it. Yeah, it, or it's like, do you guys do any sponsored content? Do you do ads? Yeah, we do yeah. ads. We don't do Patreon. Okay. We just do the ads. Oh, I see so yeah, so we also we also don't do that, um, which I'm not necessarily the, averse to on principle, but I think that our fans would find it jarring if all of a sudden we were like, well, trying to sell them things. Yeah, we but, like to we like to sell things because it's funny. Yeah, we could do a. What do you guys? Who are your sponsors? We're doing right now. We're doing a, a podcast <laughs> by the guy who played Urkel on Family Matters. Okay, um, <laughs> we're doing manscaped which is like a a trimmer for your pubic hair okay um, we've got some hits to be honest i mean those <laughs> yeah those alone are i'm happy to talk about that for 30 seconds like it's funny <laughs> I, I also think definitely we did get a dick pill ad which is like obviously a rite of passage in the podcasting world for um sure. but i don't how many shows do you guys use do one a week and then one patreon a week yeah yeah, I just think there's exactly. there's there's a certain energy about people and about podcasts of like this will work for Patreon and this won't, and I think whatever it is that we've got and we're putting out into the world would would not work with Patreon. So we just kind of have to. I also whereas I you guys fun. are are like the ideal Patreon candidate, and you would never really have to do any advertising. Why do you Why do you think that is? I have I really don't know. You know, I, there's just some shows that have it and some that don't and you guys have I mean, I guess you, you know, never know the reply guy energy that you guys probably Mhm, the simp. Cultivate. <laughs> yeah, you mm-hmm. know. We don't really have anybody simping for us. We have people like calling us hey. f- you know, bad words on on <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know we've been called then, bad words yeah i i make fun of patreon all the time i call it digital panhandling but i also th- I, I also think that the only part i really don't like about it to be 100 percent honest is that people know can you hide how much money you're making or does it yeah. have to be just you can okay. hide it yeah you can, no, hide, you it can now. hide it but I, at I one used point to not be able to i think i had a hunch about revealing it that it would have benefit us because I think people yeah. I think that there is something that happens psychologically where they're like, oh, look how much money they're making. They're like almost making this. I yeah. think, and I'm. Part I could of that. be. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's a. I think that's a very funky little theory, and I think you could be right. And that's. I think people like to see the numbers climb in their own sick little way. Yeah. Well, if they're, I mean, how many people? What do you think the listenership is, though? People who love you and people who hate you. What's the split? It's a good um, question. For any podcast, I think primarily people of our patrons. I'd like to think yeah, most of those it. people like us because it seems too. Too what's the what's, to the what's the what's <laughs> the yeah doing what? a hate pate is like pretty demented i think what's more interesting is we have kind of a com- fan community a lot of whom mm-hmm. don't even listen to the podcast 
That's, that's they amazing. Just, what they like, just think you guys are hot and want to follow along? No, they've like they like the culture sort of around them. They're on like I'm like on the Discord or on the Reddit. Mm. It seems like they have their own. They've kind of branched yeah. off into their own like community that's less tethered to like consuming the podcast mm-hmm. exactly. No, that is. I mean, that's powerful. That's like really interesting to be able to cultivate that. You're building like, a by, fucking by community. Accident. And that's, I mean, yeah. honestly, that's what it's about. If you have, a, if you have enough of a community, you could do whatever the fuck you want, and you make enough money to have a, a fun, happy life. That's like yeah. the, the American dream. But I mean, unfortunately, to... Chris Black gives off the vibe, does not give <laughs> off the vibe of I want to give that guy some money. That's you know, no, that's I, I don't think that's true. I mean, I guess it's true, but <laughs> I, I, I don't. Um, but you guys, you guys sell merch and stuff too, right? Yeah, we have a merch drop. Uh, New drop shor- shortly. Wow! As and soon as we figure out how to use Shopify, <laughs> the merch will I, be know, ready to go. I think people are just happy to watch. They're growing with you. You know, the fan base. They're they're figuring out Shopify. You're figuring out Shopify. It's it's a <laughs> they're you know, investing a beautiful in your motherfucking future. Exactly, but. But I think all of that stuff is like uh, it's all got to work together. But do you ever dip your toe into the Reddit or the Discord, or is that like some shit you don't even touch? No, I, t- I I'm a I'm a poster kind of. Are you a mod? <laughs> Are you? No, I mean I might be a mod, but I don't exercise any of my <laughs> my mod, 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 pow- mod powers. I um yeah, I mean then before we had Zizek on, I went on the Discord really late at night. And did like a voice chat with like the twenty people that were in there and told them about Zizek and stuff. And I like our That's fans cool. for the most part. I think that they're very cool. they're nice kids and stuff. And it feels good to have like yeah. I I don't know. I recently there's some there's some people who have a Discord for our podcast or like what? a sort of like an unofficial one. And and somebody invited me like sent me a DM. And when I went in there, like the vibe was very nice and it was very like oh my god you're here like. We have hold, on, some, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why didn't I get invited? I think for obvious reasons. I mean, you you huh. slander Discord a, a pretty good amount. And why? I'm, I'm what more, is your beef with Patreon I'm more of a man and of the people. I just think it's like he's a boomer. Discord, dis, yeah, I'm a boomer. Discord is just nerdy. Like I would just never use something like that. <laughs> like it's just it's it's ugly and dorky. I just wouldn't use something like that. Patreon, I actually don't have a problem with. It's just fun to make fun of it because people get so mad. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I get it. It is dorky, but I liked. I grew up on chat rooms and stuff. Yeah, I mean, but so I mean, did so did we. Podcast to an podcasting, I mean, you know, is also quite dorky just at its core. That's yeah, that's true. Very, that's very true. And we're happy to be <laughs> that's, here. That, that's true. But yeah, this it made me it made me yearn and miss the days of the message boards back in the day. Yeah. So maybe you know, maybe we'll be on Discord more, Chris. Yeah, I would love somebody to invite me to a Discord so I could just check out what's going on, you know, see what the vibe is like. Is it cooler than Clubhouse? Oh, it is. Definitely. <laughs> it is much cooler than Clubhouse. I'm just kidding, guys. I know the answer. I knew the answer. Dasha, thank you I, so much mm-hmm. for potting with us. Of course. Thanks those, for having me. Those, do you have any um, any closing questions for us? Anything you would want to know? Um... Do you have any advice for aspiring podcasters? Look, not you guys me. Are... I don't need advice. But... <laughs> Obviously, I not would, you. I would for the say, listeners. I would say, don't do it. Um, 
you're probably not that funny and people probably don't care what you have to say. <laughs> that's my that's what I would say. Jason, any advice for the aspiring You just got to be yourself, man. No, uh, I think uh <laughs> I have none. I, I mean, I really have none. But I think you know, maybe every week, be uh, reveal a little bit more about yourself in in pieces, just to see how comfortable you are with that. Because the more about yourself you reveal, the more people might yeah. like you. I the mean, more I would say parasocial attachments people will form. Exactly. With you and- yeah. Well, I, and if you I build up he- enough of those, you've got a fan for life, or a, you got, or, you- or a simp for life, a, a patron, a patron for life. Um, no but you guys are a good example of this actually we talk about this a lot before we go but it's like you guys don't need guests people are there to listen to you guys like the guests are a bonus and that's what you learn you chase these guests and you care so much but the real dedicated listeners are just there to hear you and that's what they really want yeah they're just things really about about friendship at the end of the day Mm -hmm. damn honestly tj i love you bro love you too showing a showing a good example (laughs) of how Two twisted chicks just chatted up every day. That's what that's what people need to see. That is what people need to see. Is it? So, do you have any do you have any episodes you want to tease? Any big guests coming up? When does the merch come out? Sell your wares, please. I we I've got nothing. <laughs> we're, work, we're, we're, we're working on it. The merch is imminent. I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to commit to. <laughs> it's going to be a shirt. They're in boxes. The they <laughs> mail them to the house. Thank you. Thank you for potting, Dasha. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Have a great dinner at Odeon. Thanks. Bye.